Hello and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for The Great Hunt. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me, like always, is my good friend and co-host, Steve. And we've made it through another week. We did it! I like that. That's a successful week horn. Also the horn of the hunt! We're out for blood and flesh! <laughs> Tonight! Man, that this marks our fourth week now. Our fourth week done. We've been doing it for a month. Third season is in. And it's much more palatable on the brain sponge than reading this, doing this every day than Dune was. Nothing against Dune or my boy Paul or that fucked up little fucking baby, (laughs) Athena or whatever her name is, Ashanti. Yeah, okay. But it's a little bit more palatable. It's a little bit more, I like it. It takes... The brain space it occupies is just a little bit more, it just has more room to I, I know what you mean, yeah. Where Dune just constricts my mind. Weird, because that book is all about opening the mind's eye, expanding your horizons. It's not. No. It just says that. <laughs> Those are just words in the book. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm with you. I think we've talked about it before before a couple of times, but yeah, this is just this is a better book to do day by day by day by day. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Dune is a great book too. And hey, there was some we've had some uh people recently asking if we're going to be doing the next books in the Dune series. Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. No, we're not. I, no, so, no, I don't. You better start fucking reading no, me all the time. That was a joke. I don't want to close the door gotta, on that, man. I yeah, I don't want to either. It was a joke. We were supposed to. Say was I that laughing? And then laugh for a minute. Was I laughing? And be like, ha 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 ha. That was a terrible joke. Of course, we'll do it again. We're not doing anything else. We're not doing anything else. And at this space, we're gonna be done these fourteen wheel time books by next week, and we're gonna need another ten books. So we may as well read the Children, Daughter of Dune, or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> I'm glad that your energy levels are here. You know, you're you're present, you're with us, you're ready to play. So, yeah, we're, we'll eventually get back to uh, Dune, but today we are still in the great hunt. We are, we now we're like in the hunt, like literally in the hunt right now. Or, or I guess uh, our characters are being hunted because they now have the horn, but they can't tell people they have the horn, you know? That's There's right. that whole thing going it's on. It's hunting season. Um, so this is a very interesting chapter. Like every chapter, it's very, very interesting. They're all very interesting. But it's a very short one. Except for nine Eve chapters. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very short chapter, and it revolves around the gang, uh, specifically the gang of Rand, Kieran, Loyal, and Selene, continuing on on their jury- journey into Kirian, and uh, coming up across this town yep. where they're going to hang out at an inn. But there's a couple of points here that are uh, that are worth mentioning. Uh, first off is mm-hmm. yeah, there is is uh, Celine talking uh, is Celine talking to Loyal right at the beginning of the chapter, going like, "Hey, why don't you just pull out that horn for me so I can touch it? Just pull that, pull that horn, pull yeah. little that horn out." And Loyal starts undoing his <laughs> pants, and then Robert Jordan had to put his pen down because he had to go undo his <laughs> pants, and then it just it, that whole <laughs> sequence ends. Period. Next page. Um, I've said it before, man. Like, there's, I, there is nothing about Celine that 
that gives me good vibes. I, hopefully I'm proven wrong. She's listen. She's been in this book for like two chapters. She appeared in a place called the Void. She's like, hey, I'm super beautiful. Rand's Labyrinth. And she appeared in a place called Rand's Labyrinth. <laughs> She's like, hey, I'm super beautiful and I'm also mischievous and uh, I also want to know everything about mm. you and where your horn is. <laughs> so like, yeah, things don't look. Of course she looks evil. I don't think she's good. I. Uh, you think she like I don't think she's our new protagonist. The thing that's frustrating me here Yet. is uh how our main characters are just not like cluing into this. I it's so obvious that she is somebody bad, that she's this bad character that you'd think that if these other characters, Loyal, Rand and Hiran, uh you would think that they would clue into this unless she's doing I think Hiran could smell her. We don't know that. Well, maybe he's blinded, but I, what if they're like, what if they're like, uh, spellbound, you know, there's like some sort of lost his sense of smell. If he lost his sense of smell, maybe he's smellbound and got COVID. Oh no. <laughs> That's yeah. actually the, okay. Smellbound, that, like spellbound. Yeah. That is actually is the good. sixth book of wheel of time. <laughs> smellbound. Smellbound. <laughs> and it's all about Huron trying to find his nose back. <laughs> With Toucan Sand. <laughs> Tell him to follow his nose. And he's like, but I don't have a nose anymore. I mean, I'll, I'll watch that. Calls him, calls him Toucan. I'll read that book. That sounds like fun. Yeah, Toucan. This is my good friend, Toucan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's Toucan Sand. We all know that. Well, He just has like a beard There's now. another thing that's going on here man. where Rand asks Celine <clears throat> if she is an Aes Sedai and she immediately scoffs at it. She's like, Aes Sedai. Aes Sedai. And walks away. That yeah. sounds like somebody who is an Aes Sedai <laughs> trying to play off that. They're... Or somebody who kills Aes Sedai kills for fun. Aes Sedai. And makes lamps out of their skin. Nevertheless, I think it is... I think she's shifty. We've established this. Uh, nothing's good coming from her. But we'll see how this goes. Um, Rand does make a good point about the dagger being inside the chest. And he doesn't want to open the chest up. Just in case even mm-hmm. looking at the dagger is what is like the first step towards like the problems that Matt has. So you don't even want to look at it. He's like, leave it be. So that led me into a question. What would you do if you were going to make your own chest? If you're going to make your own treasure chest, what are the materials? And what what would you do to make the chest? What, what are the materials you use? What what kind of designs would you put on it? Would you use diamonds? You know, crystals? Uh, how, what is your securing we, mechanism? Thumbprint? Okay. Lock. Thumbprint's good. I like eye. I like retinal scan. Retinal what scan. Are, what, is our, what is our budget? We have unlimited budget here? We can just cover it in diamonds? You can cover it in diamonds. All right, I want Go it to crazy. be one big diamond. Cover it in barbed wire <laughs> with turrets, laser turrets on it. With a retinal scan. <laughs> Yeah, and you have to, it's buried And a drinking somewhere. fountain on the side, because it's important to stay hydrated. Actually, mine's going to have a, uh, it's going to have a loft connected to the top of it. Oh, you can Airbnb that. Little Airbnb, you know, you rent that out. Yeah, you can double you dip. Can, you can uh, make a little extra income on the side, you know. That's personal finances, people. I've told you this in the last episode. Come talk to me. <laughs> Listen, you come here. For the poor analysis of books chapter by chapter. You stay here for the financial tips, the hot, tasty recipes, 
gardening tips. Gardening tips. Uh, I don't know. I can get into crocheting. If you people are interested in that, I can tell you about that, I guess. <laughs> Let us All know. Right, let's, let's move on. Uh, through the rest of this, there's a good chunk, the half of this chapter, where they're walking and they come across this... Uh, this giant statue or at least this giant cavern that has a statue in it. And it looks like a bunch of farmers are digging it up. And there's this giant hand holding onto this crystal ball thing, you know, like one of those smash bros power-ups uh, you, that you're hit, trying to hit when it, just to get yeah, that like a, a smash orb, a smash orb. You're trying to hit that thing. And uh, this whole, the whole point of this chapter is Rand being completely stricken by the statue, possibly that orb. And Sidine coming forth without him having any control over it. And he's basically to everybody else, he is like catatonic and he's just mumbling to himself. But in his head, he is feeling good. He's feeling powerful. He's feeling with it. And this it's is like the DMT. First... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like listening to a... it's like DMT, listening to a tool album, any sort of that sort of <laughs> experience. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, these statues apparently were created back in the age of legend. You know, they're an old, 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 old statue. Um, and there's a couple things that has happened over the past couple chapters that we haven't talked about that regards the age of legend, uh, or the age of legends. And I just want to elaborate on the age of legends just a little bit. Elaborate away. Like, for example, so, all right. Not that long ago, I watched Zack Snyder's Justice League. And there is a huge part of that movie. Not huge, but there is a good chunk of that movie that is... uh, There's flashbacks that go all the way back to, you know... uh, Basically, Earth's Age of Legends, where Hercules exists. And there's, like, ancient uh, Green Lanterns. That happens in that movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And the Age of Legends... Every time I hear it explained in the Wheel of Time, it sounds like that scene in Justice League where Hercules, Zeus. uh, Batman there was Zeus? No, I didn't look, but you know what? There might have been a man-bat type character. I bet there was. Ah! Uh, So I wonder if Zack Snyder has taken has read the wheel of time and looked at the age of legends. Cause we throughout this book, we get hints of what the age of legends were. And like, apparently back then I said, I could fly, you know, uh, Ogier could build stuff with their built amazing buildings. And there's giant statues everywhere. And people are more people are flying. There's probably cars, you know, Aquaman, Aquaman, Aquaman. I, I bet you that DC just has an age of legends. I don't think Zack Snyder was like, I'm going to randomly incorporate the Wheel of Time, this oddly specific chunk of the Wheel of Time, and solely this into the Justice League recut. Yeah, yeah, just for the for the recut so. version. <laughs> he was reading Wheel of Time, he's like, you know what would be really cool? This Age of Legends is cool. I really like this <laughs> Age of Legends, but you know what would make it better is Green Lanterns. Yeah. I think like 50 of them. I think one of the and characters Zeus. actually says, "Let like we're going back to the age of legends in that movie," which like I don't know. Probably Wheel of Time doesn't own that phrasing. Honestly, I'm just grasping at straws to see what we can pull out. But I just found it. I just drew the connection between Zack Snyder and the Age of Legends and flying people. 
and I'm I'm here for it. I wish we. Could I have- drew the connection between. Fly- I thought about the Baron and David Lynch's Dune movie flying around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, what a what in a the Dune Age of Legends, Barons could fly. <laughs> and that's the David the David Lynch movies is is what we, is what we refer to as the Age of Legends. Oh man, I'm so, I'm glad we I watched that movie with you because uh, that was bonkers. Um, yeah, there. That's I guess that's everything I want to talk about the Age of Legends for. So during this whole bit, or after Rand comes out of his catatonic state, like it turns out, like Celine is like terrified for. Her. For him, like this is the first time we've seen her with like any sort of emotion other than that's because she knows pissy. the haps on the craps. She knows what's going on. She what? What did you just say? I said she the knows ha- the haps on the craps. The haps on the craps. Wow. She knows what's going on. Wow, wow, wow. You'd know what that means if you spend more time on the streets, like I did. <laughs> I was out there today. Took the dog for a walk. <laughs> just heard it from somebody else. Uh, just walking their dog. Ah, yeah, I overheard. A- no, I overheard a four-year-old on on an iPad watching YouTube. Yeah, they're just like, check out the haps on the craps, and you were like, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm taking that. Haps on craps. Use that for later. Uh, I just found it interesting. Yeah, that uh, Celine finally has other like some sort of concern for Rand, other than trying to get him to take the horn and run off with her. And she does that finally again at the end of the chapter where she's like, come on, man. Like, it's me and you and that horn and a whole bunch of road in front of us. And Rand is showing some restraint. He's he's showing some some of his heroic qualities. Well, because Rand's like, hmm, I mean, it's not, though, because I got these guys with me. I got the dog sure. man and I got the wolf, the nose wolf or whatever. <laughs> and so they're here. So it's like, you know what? I've been, you know, I've been watching Survivor again. I don't know. I don't know if there was a point. There's probably a point in these episodes, maybe the first season, where I'm talking about Survivor. But I'm watching Survivor again. And it's the same thing. This is Survivor. This is when people just start telling you, it's you, me, to the end. But it's really, there's really like seven other people there. But sometimes there's like 15. And they're like, it's you, me, to the end. We'll make an alliance. And they're like, yes, we are too strong. Two people, we've won. And it's like, what? (laughs) There's like 18 people. It doesn't make any sense. You're ignoring everyone. And that is what Celine is doing. She thinks she's going to win, but she's going to get to the end, and the council is not going to vote her in. I bet she has deals with Loyal and Huron. Like she probably has, like come to them on, uh, while Rand's been, you know. Uh, they would be on the brooding. jury though, because they would be voted out too. You can't let Loyal get to the end in a one-on-one Survivor matchup with you because he will beat you. Everyone will vote for loyal. Yeah, he's too charming. You got to get him out. You got to get him out early. Yeah, you got to get him. <laughs> Actually, out. not early. Not early. You got to get him out at a point where he served his purpose for you. You know, yeah. it's kind of like that. You NASCAR get him like top move five or six. That I. It's kind of like that NASCAR move that I learned from Ricky Bobby from watching Ricky Bobby. It's like a slingshot. The you know, fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know. Those who've watched Ricky Bobby know what I'm talking about. You have one guy, and then uh, the that guy is like your lead, and you get your car, you get up behind him, and he like acts like a block for you until he gives you an opening where you speed up in front of him, and that's like a slingshot move. You know? Are you talking about you did- Mario Kart? 
Kind of like Mario Kart. I'm speaking of... <laughs> what? I'm speaking, speaking speaking more Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby Mario Kart. You know? I don't know. I do. Uh, I'll probably just edit a whole bunch of that shit out. Anyways. Uh, yeah, the chapter... Especially that part. <laughs> the chapter uh, ends with uh, them coming on to this town and finding an inn. And I'm super excited to get into this inn and uh, just... <laughs> It's been a while since we've been in an inn, man. It's been a good long time. It's been a while since we've been in an inn. It's going to feel good. Hopefully we get some good eats. Hopefully Mm. we get some good treats. And maybe, hopefully we don't have to play for our supper. But even if we do. I'm here for it. It's a good, I mean, hey, it's a living. (laughs) A pelican taught taught me that. That's Pelican good. taught me that phrase. <laughs> well, that's it for today's episode, folks. Thank you, as always, for listening. You can go follow us on Twitter at Chap by Chap. You can follow us on Instagram at Chapter by Chapter Podcast. And please, if you are an Apple iOS user, could you go to iTunes and rate us five stars and say that we are the best chaps in the universe? Or not, but either way, do what you you do you. <laughs> but if you do it, we would really appreciate it. And we will be back with chapter twenty-one, the Nine Rings. At this point in the show, I want to show our support for our Gouda Big Cheese Daddy for taking part in our Patreon. Yes, our Patreon executive producer tier. If you would like to become a Gouda Grandmaster, head on over to the Patreon. You can find it in our uh, episode notes in the description and join the ranks of the elite.